welcome to the Essential Self-Care Podcast, where we talk about all things self-care for those of us who are, let's face it, too busy for self-care. It's time to bring that same compassion that you offered everyone else in your life to yourself as well. In this podcast, you'll hear real life stories of how self-care transformed people's lives as they were going through life's storms. You'll learn practical, actionable tools to begin the self-care journey yourself as well. Because like I always say, small changes make a large impact. I'm your host, Dr. Sheetal Ajmani. I'm a physician, best-selling author, and the founder of Radiant Living Institute, where I guide people to get unstuck and learn to live radiantly again. Through my signature program, Reclaim Your Radiance, you'll reclaim your worth, renew your energy, and restore your happiness in your life, career, and relationships. To get started, download your free guidebook, Six Simple Yet Powerful Steps to Create Your Radiant Life at RadiantLivingInstitute.com. Quick disclaimer before we get started, the information in this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not medical advice. Always seek the advice of your own medical practitioner and or mental health provider about your specific situation. Now, let's get started. Today, I'm excited to bring you a solo cast from me. It's been a while since I've done one of these, uh, but I felt inspired to come on and share a little bit more about sleep from the Ayurvedic perspective. I was inspired to do so after a recent conversation with Dr. Nishi Gopal, episode 12 of the Essential Self-Care podcast, where we were talking about ways to optimize your sleep. Dr. Bhopal is an integrative psychiatrist and sleep medicine expert. So if you haven't checked out that episode, definitely check that out as well. Uh, In that episode, Dr. Bhopal shared a lot of information about how sleep is truly the foundation of practicing self-care, how sleep affects so many different aspects of your overall health and well-being. And she also outlined four pillars for optimizing your sleep. And today I felt inspired to share a bit more about the Ayurvedic perspective of sleep, as well as giving you three really tangible, practical ways to optimize your sleep as well. So that's what we're going to dive into here today. First of all, I want to define Ayurveda because I realize this may be a new concept to you. You may not be familiar with what Ayurveda is. So Ayurveda is actually the ancient medical system from India. It's a system of self-care, well-being. It really examines and takes a look at optimizing your lifestyle habits and routines and digestion to optimize your overall well-being. This is a science that goes back well over 5,000 years. It's often considered the sister science to yoga. It is something that I first heard about actually my first year of medical school. And a seed was planted, and I always knew that I wanted to dive deeper into studying this topic. And so I did so after I completed medical school and residency. I also went on to complete an Ayurveda consultant certification program. And over the past two decades, I have been integrating these tools and practices, lifestyle habits and routines into my own life and have noticed dramatic shifts in my overall well-being. And so this is really a very powerful framework that I'm excited to share with you. It, you know, over the past two decades for myself 
personally, it has truly become just a way of life, a way of being. And so today I want to share with you the perspectives that Ayurveda has on sleep. Now, another piece to Ayurveda is that Ayurveda is all about really aligning ourselves with nature's rhythms, really kind of getting back to ourselves, getting back to kind of these simpler ways of living and being as did our ancestors. Now, of course, (laughs) we live in this modern day and age, which is very different from how our ancestors lived. And so, you know, one of my passions in the work that I do and working with clients is finding the simplest, most impactful ways to integrate some of these practices into your already busy, current, modern lifestyle, just to help you feel your best. So what does Ayurveda say about sleep? So as we dive into this topic, I need to explain another idea with Ayurveda. And this idea is that different times of day are governed by different energies. So Ayurveda is built on these ideas that there are five elements that create everything that are within nature, that are within ourselves. And these elements are ether, also known as space, air, fire, water, and earth. These elements come together to form what are called doshas. And these are essentially different energies that govern different aspects of ourselves as individuals. They govern different aspects of nature. They govern different aspects of times of the day as well. And so as we're not going to get into all of the details in this episode of that Ayurvedic time clock, just the pieces that are relevant to sleep for today's episode. And so one of those doshas is called pitta, and that is a combination of the elements of fire and water. So this pitta energy, this energy of fire and water, is at its peak during two specific times of day. And one of those is between 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., so midday. And then the other time is between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m., so overnight. Now, this pitta energy, it governs a few things in our body, and it governs digestion, it governs transformation, metabolism, right? So that's why actually during that daytime time frame that is governed by this pitta energy, it's said that that is when your digestion is the strongest. So according to Ayurveda, it's recommended that you eat your largest meal at that time. With regards to the 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. time, that's another time that that pitta energy peaks. And during that time frame, whereas during the daytime, that pitta energy is optimal for governing your digestion, your physical digestion of food, in the evening time frame between 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., that digestion, that transformation, that metabolism is more prominent for your organs, your cells, right? So on a deeper level in your physical body, as well as processing thoughts and your emotions, as you know, occurs when we sleep naturally as well. So what does that mean? So there's a few characteristics of this pitta energy, this fire energy, right? Fire tends to be hot, intense, sharp, that sort of thing, right? So have you ever noticed that if you stay up late, you tend to get this second wind, 
that kicks in, right? Where maybe you're starting to get a little sleepy in the evening, but then you stay up a little bit later, you kind of push through that. And then you get this second wind where all of a sudden you have so much energy. Maybe you're able to focus more again. You're able to focus on finishing up work projects late at night, that sort of thing. That's that pit the energy coming in because not only does that energy govern physical functions within your body, it also governs mental, emotional as well. And so that's that pit the energy. Now here's the thing. While you may think, oh, this is great. That's a great time to work on projects. What actually happens is that when you stay awake into that pit the time period and say you are staying up late working on a project for work or say you're staying up late and because you're staying up late working on this project for work, you get hungry again. So you eat another meal. Well, then what's going on is that your energy is now being diverted to the mental stimulation of completing your project to the physical process of digestion. And so that energy is actually being drawn away from and being taken away from other processes that are really important during that time frame, such as your body, your organs, your cells being able to detoxify, metabolize, flush toxins. And so really, it's not just the number of hours that you sleep at night that is important. It's also the time that you're going to sleep. Now, from the modern science perspective, modern science is really proving this to be true. There are so many studies out there now about circadian rhythms. We know that certain hormones within our body are released according to a circadian cycle. Hormones such as melatonin, cortisol, growth hormone, right? These are all released according to certain circadian cycles and increase according to certain circadian cycles. And when we are not living in alignment with those circadian rhythms, we are affecting on a physiological level the release and function of these hormones within our body. There are multiple studies done looking at at this, you know, looking at night shift workers and found to have increased weight gain, a higher risk of metabolic diseases such as type 2 diabetes, poor bone health, decreased bone mineral density, and increased risks of fractures. So there is so much evidence also supporting this, which is just fascinating from my perspective as both a physician as well as an Ayurveda consultant and of having studied both of these modalities for over the past two decades, it is really amazing and fascinating that there are these things that have been talked about within this 5,000-year-old science of Ayurveda that we now have the tools within modern science and research that we are able to really demonstrate from a scientific perspective the evidence behind these practices as well. So I think I've made my case for why it's important to not only get a good night of sleep, but also pay attention to what time you're going to sleep. And trying to get to bed during that time frame when your body is naturally asking for it, right? So again, without going into too much detail, this would be a topic for perhaps another episode to go into more detail of the Ayurvedic time clock. Or you can also go to radiantlivinginstitute.com where I have made a four-video series about Ayurveda and I go into more details about the Ayurveda time clock as well. 
But with regards to that Ayurvedic time clock, we naturally tend to get sleepy, wind down during those evening hours leading up to 10 p.m. And so if you are able to tune into your body's rhythms, if you are able to design your lifestyle and your daily activities such that you're able to honor that signal that your body is giving you and go to sleep before 10 p.m., that is really going to be quite optimal. Now, I know that if currently you're going to bed at midnight, that is your habit, that is your routine, that is what you've been doing for years, then me suggesting that you go to bed before 10 p.m. can be a really far stretch. So that's why I wanted to give you in this episode today as well three tips, three practices to help your body adjust to help to begin the process of working on this. Remember, I always say that small changes make a large impact. So I'm going to give you three suggestions here. And my invitation to you is to pick just one of them to work on, maybe over the next two to three weeks. Shoot me a message. Let me know which one you're choosing to work on. And I will personally follow up with you. I really love hearing from you. And I really care about your progress in prioritizing your self-care and well-being. And so I will follow up with you if you show up for yourself and contact me using the contact page at radiantlivinginstitute.com. Let me know which strategy you're going to use. I always show up for those who are showing up for themselves as well. So I will follow up with you. So what are these three tips? The first one is just try going to sleep 15 minutes earlier than you usually do. So say you go to bed typically at midnight these days. Well, see if you can try to go to bed just 10 to 15 minutes earlier. So think about kind of what you would need to do to be able to get into bed maybe at 11.50 or 11.45. What would need to change? What small tweaks would you need to make, right? So that's one suggestion. Just shoot for 10 to 15 minutes earlier than you usually go to bed. The other suggestion is to eat supper earlier, right? Remember, if you're in that 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. time frame, and if you had just eaten a heavy meal, say, at 9 p.m. or 9.30 p.m., well, then your body is going to be using its resources for digestion of your meal, right? And you really want to your body to be able to use its resources during that time frame for what it was made to do at that time frame, which is these different metabolic functions within your body at the organ level and cellular level. So the other suggestion is just to eat a little bit earlier. Think about eating. So whatever your bedtime is right now, think about eating supper at least two to three hours before your current bedtime, at least. And then the third suggestion or idea is to turn off blue light screens one hour before you're going to go to bed, right? So again, if you're going to bed at midnight, maybe set a time for 11 p.m. that you're turning off all blue light screens. So if that means, you know, if you do need to stay up late working on projects for work or anything of that nature, kind of setting a time for yourself of one hour before you want to go to bed. So again, if that's midnight, setting that time frame for 11 p.m. Okay, well, I'm going to work on this project up until 11 p.m. 
And then I know that sleep is critical for me. It's critical for me to function at my best. It's critical for my physiology, for my well-being, for my health. And so I'm going to cut off that blue light screen one hour before that. And then, you know, do things during that one hour because you might be like, well, what am I going to do during that one hour? Won't it be more productive for me just to keep working? Um, but actually, no, it's, it's not going to be more productive necessarily, right? Because what is the cost of that? The cost may be your health, your well-being, right? And so the cost may be your focus, your attention the next day when you are actually giving a presentation on that project at work, right? And so really, once you start to think of it that way, think about within that hour after you've turned off your blue light screen, think about what sort of activities would be nourishing for you, right? So again, that's not going to be turning on TV or scrolling social media. Again, that would require looking at a blue light screen. And here's the thing about blue light screens. They actually interfere with your body's production and release of melatonin. Melatonin is the chemical hormone in your body that signals your body that it is time to wind down and go to bed, right? So excessive exposure to blue light screens or late night exposure to blue light screens interferes with that physiological process, which is our body's way of helping us get a good night's sleep, right? So think about things that will be nourishing or nurturing for you before going to bed, right? That could be drinking a warm cup of herbal tea. It could be sitting in meditation. It could be reading a book. Now, if you do read a book, I would also suggest reading something that is inspiring, light, or positive, staying away from reading anything with too much violence or too emotionally heightened. So those are the three tips. One, aim to go to sleep 15 minutes earlier than you are currently, whatever time that is. Two, eat supper at least two to three hours before your anticipated bedtime. And then the third tip is to turn off blue light screens one hour before you anticipate going to bed. Maybe start to dim the lights and really take part in some nourishing activities during that time to help you wind down. So quick recap for today's episode. Today we were talking about sleep from the Ayurvedic perspective and ways to optimize your sleep. Today you learned a little bit about what Ayurveda is. You learned that different times of the day are governed by these different energies and that is all according to our circadian rhythms. You learned that this is something that is talked about in Ayurveda as well as in modern science, and there's a lot of research behind this as well. And you learned three tips or ways to begin to work on optimizing your sleep schedule because it's not just, again, the number of hours that you're sleeping. It's also what time you are sleeping. So to learn more about about Ayurveda, if this piques your interest at all, as I mentioned earlier, I have a four video series about Ayurveda. It dives much deeper into what Ayurveda is, a little bit more into the lifestyle routines, these doshas, these energetic influences that play a role in our lives. And that is at radiantlivinginstitute.com. Ayurveda is also the framework for my signature program, Reclaim Your Radiance. So if you've not checked that out, that is a six week program designed to help you reclaim your worth, renew your energy, and restore your happiness in your life, career, and relationships. 
So definitely take a peek at both of those. Additionally, like I said earlier, I want to hear from you. So let me know which tip you are going to try to implement into your life over the next two to three weeks. Head over to RadiantLivingInstitute.com. Use the contact form to let me know. And like I said, if you're committed to showing up for yourself, I'm committed to showing up for you as well. And I will follow up with you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave a positive review, and share this episode with someone you know. And remember, your free guide, Six Simple Yet Powerful Steps to Create Your Radiant Life, is waiting for you at RadiantLivingInstitute.com. Download it today.